Social Conversations. Let's welcome a team guest, Tepiso Ramutewa, who is a um, leadership development coach for Tseto Leadership and Coaching Academy. We're talking preparing our youth for a new world. What is this new world? For IR, uh, we still talk about it. What does it mean to us? And how do we bridge the gap between those who have and those who don't have? Tepiso, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hi, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. So, A-teamers, please do join in on the conversation. I mean, I'm, I'm one who gets the, the opportunity to live between extremely rural, rural KZN and then leave, live in urban Johannesburg. And I know the disparities between mm-hmm. those who yeah. have and don't have. So let me know yeah. where you are based as an A-teamer. Um, and let me know if everyone in your community has access to technology and young people are able to transition into the new way of living and working. The number to send WhatsApps on is 614 or you can SMS 41391. You can also call in on 011-714-2006. So Tepiso, tell me more about your organization, um, Tepiso Leadership and Coaching Academy. What is it that you're really ge- geared towards when it comes to young people? Our focus is really around equipping and empowering young people to step in and really become active leaders in, you know, their communities. For me, you know, living in a country and a continent, Africa's the youngest continent, over 50% of our population is under the age of 35. So it's very important for us to have a plan for young people. What are we going to do with these young people? If you look at youth unemployment, it's you know, over 50%. If you look at the, the rate of crime and young people feeling so desperate that they just fall into a vicious cycle. So we really need to look at how just as communities, as civil society and as corporate citizens, we can pull together and really come up with inclusive solutions for young people. Well, inclusive is very um, broad, and I'm hoping that inclusive will mean from, you know, grassroots levels, because I'm thinking of a young child in a school that's a quintile one school compared to a quintile five school. Um, the, the disparity in access to information there, um, you know, is just too much. Uh, mm. The only technology they might have is uh, just access to their phones, you know, <laughs> and that, that's where it ends. And mm. it, it, it can't only be something that is going to be challenged by private society but I think government needs to also step in so how do we prepare our young people uh, for the new world because jobs have changed I remember having a conversation over the weekend with my brother um, and 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 his friend uh, around how you go into you go into one of these takeaway retailers and you know now there's no cashier to go to you buy everything on a touch screen you pay on a touch screen and just collect from human beings. You don't even have to greet them because, hey, the food is already ready. They call your number, they leave it there, you leave your receipt, you take your food. And that was not there five years ago. So clearly, we have transitioned and 4IR is right here. So how do we prepare our young people? Definitely, I think we're dealing with a generation that is the most globally connected and the most technologically connected of all time. So it really is about looking at skill sets that are going to support them to be able to evolve 
And even as parents, sometimes you don't know because you grew up, it feels like you grew up in a different world. So it really is just about us becoming more aware of how technology is changing our everyday lives. Exactly like you're saying, you go into um, to order food and you're dealing with the machine. So how can we as, you know, as older siblings, as parents, as aunts and uncles really start um, becoming more aware of how we're starting to guide these young people. You know, when you look at TikTok, there are young people who are creating careers out of TikTok. So how do we also just adapt, even in terms of how we teach and what we teach at schools, in terms of them becoming more business savvy and really looking at opportunities across the board to say, especially in a country like ours where youth unemployment is so high, so how can we encourage digital entrepreneurship as an option for young people with um, talent, with charisma, and, you know, with really great interpersonal skills? So it really is about us as people who lead in different circles of influence for us to become aware and to be open to having those kinds of conversations with the young people in our lives. So, uh, Tepiso, you have been dubbed the go-getter, young gun, uh, by Destiny magazine, right? So, you are clearly a leadership coach with the most, right? Passionate for generational diversity and inclusion. However, COVID-19 has not been easy for any of us. Access to Mm -hmm. education, access to information. Now, it's also COVID-19 coupled with load shedding in South Africa, where infrastructure has been totally disrupted in the negative. Mm. Um, so how do we then make sure that, you know, educational access and its uh, social ramifications are, are are curbed well and those who need access to information are not uh, deprived of the opportunity? Mm. I think what you mentioned earlier around the disparities and the gap between the haves and the have-nots, I think COVID amplified that gap. Um, and really create, has it's created a crisis. And unfortunately, we're dealing with a leadership deficit in our country where it's not a crisis that we are actively finding solutions to solve. If we look at how many students dropped out of school because they didn't have access to Wi-Fi when kids were expected to learn from home, you know, those aren't numbers and figures that were really looking at and unpacking as, you know, a country to say what was, what has been the real impact of COVID-19 on young people in our country and what do we need to do to remedy that? And it's exactly what you're saying around access to information. Even if opportunities are available, it doesn't make a difference if the people that need those opportunities do not know about them and cannot access them. So really for me, it's about us looking at how can we really come together? Brand South Africa has a campaign called, um, it, it's called Around Active Citizenry and really looking at how South Africans, each one teach one, how can we each as individuals look at playing our part in creating that bridge? Because unfortunately, we're dealing with a situation where government hasn't actively stepped into that role. So for me, it really is about everybody who is aware of the situation. I coach and mentor, you know, young people from uh, high school in in Tembisa. And it really is just that, you know, Saturday afternoon that I spend with them and say, okay, let's look at your marks, let's look at what you're interested in, let's start preparing you now 
for the future and not sort of be in reaction to the to them eventually getting to matric, God willing. So it really is about us being active citizens and taking charge of the future of young people in our country. And there are so many organizations, grassroots organizations, who are reaching out to young people in the most rural parts of our country to try and bridge that gap. So it really is about connecting with those organizations and giving them support and the resources that they need. And uh, when it comes to resources, I mean, young people obviously need to be able to network as well. I heard the saying that says, your network is uh, as good as your net worth. So COVID-19 has obviously disrupted a lot of uh, networking. But how can young people make sure that they get a very valuable um, network um, within the realm of where we are now with the the disruption and the 4IR, despite the challenges? I would say social media. You know, young people are on social media and it really is about them starting to be purpose-led as they use social media. They can connect with their peers in Hong Kong, in the Philippines, in the United States. So it really is about being more intentional with how they're using their social media and what they're trying to get out there. So really find there are groups on social media where people have shared interests and connecting with people, finding out. For me, when you know, when I was in my 20s, that was the most important thing for me to look at what social issues we were dealing with in South Africa and what solutions were being created in other parts of the world where maybe it's a solution that I could tweak and create um, a solution for a local problem, you know. So I think that we're dealing with, I'm a 2000, they're the most technologically connected, the most, globally connected generation of all time. So it really is about encouraging them to use social media in a more intentional and constructive way. And, you know, having maybe workshops around how do you create social capital using your social media in a meaningful way that can really open you up to global opportunities. Um, So let's go to Aitima Aisha on the line. Good evening, Aitima Aisha. How are you doing this evening? Good evening. Patricia, firstly, for for your guests, I would like to advise you not the haves and the haves not. That is othering, and and it 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 leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I suggest you use the terminology the majority of the citizens in the country. That's one. Aisha, wait, wait, wait. Aisha, you know how much I love you and I love your contribution to the show, but we have to be honest. In South Africa, the disparity is so much. And uh, if you say majority, majority of who? Majority of who? Be specific. If you look at the Gini coefficient globally, we have the most inequal inequal, uh, society um, in the world. So the majority, the majority of the citizens in this country, are the black people in this country. But w- what so is it about it, them it that makes them simple. at the lower scale of the Gini co- coefficient? Because if you don't call a thing a thing, and you call a spade a digging spoon, then you don't really get to the bottom of it. And I worry about that sort of notion. Can 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 I continue now? Well, go ahead. Okay. Now you're talking about 4IR, right? And how the youth must access things. 
Now, firstly, there is no internet connection. And in the library that is supposed to have data, there's never any data. So how are the, how are the youth supposed to access these opportunities? That's all. All right, Aisha. I will listen. Mm-hmm. I will listen on the radio. Excellent. Thank you very much for calling in. Let's go to Tabiso. Tabiso, um, as a guest, please come in and weigh in on what Aisha has said. I think what Aisha is sharing is, you know, frustration that we all um, share as citizens when you go to, you know, government institutions or community centres that don't have resources. Um, but, you know, a lot of young people have access to cell phones that have data and that have the internet. And unfortunately, when we don't live in a perfect world, and it really is about using what we have to try and create those solutions. So I would say, you know, Aisha, I definitely, I understand where you're coming from and your view, and I share your frustration. And it really is just about us, not just, honing in on the problems because if we do that, we have so many problems. You know, it really is about us being solutions-oriented and looking for the low-hanging fruit where we can. You know, for me, Tepiso, and I definitely agree with you, we, we, we need to find solutions but also call a thing a thing so that you can actually find a solution for that problem, um, not to go around the bend um, and, and try to hide the problem. And also, okay. we need to be very honest with ourselves as Africans, you know. We are here as as global citizens, but we are here with our own unique challenges that need South African um, solutions. And if we start heading them, you know, addressing them head forward, I think we'll get somewhere um, as a people. Because young people, you know, the the more we run away from the fact that we are unequal as South Africans and our education system is not equal and um, infrastructure is not equal, we will not build communities who will stand up by themselves and say, let us, let us strive to make things better. We will always be waiting for Tsepiso to come up with Tetsu Leadership and Coaching Academy and bring us something because we just don't understand that we are unequal. But that, that's my thinking. Tsepiso, what are your uh, closing comments around our discussion and how do we forge forward in preparing our young people for the new world? I would say, you know, for all South Africans to look into their denuking scenarios, and it really looks at the three possible futures of any country. And if we look at South Africa and where we are right now, it really is about a citizenship that doesn't trust its leadership and that is despondent and demotivated. But if we are waiting for government to fix all of our problems, unfortunately, I'm afraid that we might wait forever. So my, you know, parting words are really to say, can we each create change in the different areas of influence that we have? So even if it's just in your, maybe it's just encouraging the young people that you have access to to look for global opportunities if possible, to look for and conventional careers, if possible, and to really say we will not be defeated by the challenges that we have, and what does that look like? What mm-hmm. who do we need to be in order for us to really create inclusive, collaborative solutions 
to the challenges that we experience on a day-to-day basis. Well, Tepiso, coming from a mom who's called dinosaur by her own children, because apparently I'm so archaic and I'm distinct, I'm, I'm extinct. So here I am. I'm asking you, how do our A-teamers get in touch with you as a leadership development coach at Tetsu Leadership and Coaching Academy? They can get in touch with us at www.tetsu.co.za and our landline is 011-432-0905. Excellent. Hopefully I'll um, no longer be called a dinosaur and extinct by my children. <laughs> I'm going to come to your academy and I'll get in with the things of who I are. Thank you for joining us. Definitely. Thank you so much.